0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times, produced in collaboration with AWAS.com.
1: Hospitals bursting at the seams, beds unavailable, doctors overworked, and life saving drugs running out. As the caseload increases, focus back on India's crumbling health infrastructure.
0: The second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic in the country has hit us all hard. As news of increasing cases, reports of vaccine shortages and lockdowns seem to be creating an environment of gloom and doom, a ray of hope appeared on the horizon. On Tuesday, India granted emergency use authorization to COVID-19 vaccines that have received similar approvals in the US, UK, Europe and Japan a wider basket of vaccines has boosted the prospect of a significant increase in availability of the vaccine. Pfizer and Moderna have been specifically invited to get immediate approval for such use in India. India has so far administered more than 110 million doses with two vaccines, Serum Institute of India's Covishield, which is based on AstraZeneca's and Oxford University's technology, and Bharat Biotech's homegrown Covaxin. The Russian vaccine Sputnik V got approval earlier this week. So are we there yet? There where every Indian can have access to vaccination? What are the challenges and what's the road ahead? In this episode, we will find out all this and more. From the Economic Times, I'm Rachita Prasad and you're listening to The Morning Brief. With us today are two prolific journalists from the Economic Times who have been on top of the news coverage on COVID-19. We have Tina Tucker, who writes on the pharmaceutical industry and has been closely tracking the developments around vaccines across the world. Our second guest is Nidhi Sharma. Nidhi has been monitoring the government's initiatives for controlling the spread of COVID-19 and the vaccination drive. With their ear to the ground, Both Tina and Nidhi have broken some very important stories on the matter. Welcome to the podcast, Nidhi and Tina.
1: Hi, thank you, Rachita.
0: Let's get down to the basics. Tina, when we are talking about the authorization that the government has just announced, which are the new vaccines which can now be used in India? And what do we know about their efficacy and what's their track record been so far?
1: So this means that India may give approval uh, to Pfizer, uh, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. Pfizer, as we all know, this became the first COVID-19 vaccine to receive FDA EUA after the company reported positive clinical trial data which included news that the vaccine was up to 95% more effective than the placebo. Uh, But uh, the Pfizer vaccine has had strict requirements involving how the vaccine is stored. For instance, it has required shipping in ultra-cold temperature control units, which is minus 94 degree uh, Fahrenheit. Then we have uh, Moderna vaccine, which was the second one authorized for emergency use in the U.S. It received FDA EUA on December 18, 2020, about a week after Pfizer got approval. Moderna is also an mRNA vaccine using the same technology as Pfizer and uh, one with the similarity of high efficacy at preventing symptomatic disease. Uh, There are two key differences between uh, Pfizer and Moderna. The Moderna vaccine can be shipped and kept in long-term storage and standard freezer temperatures and stored for up to 30 days using normal refrigeration, making it easier to distribute and store. Also, Moderna vaccine was slightly less effective in clinical trials, about 86% in people who are 65 and older. Then we have Johnson & Johnson, Uh, which on February 27, 2021, the FDA granted emergency use approval for uh, this type of vaccine called a carrier or virus vector vaccine. But in April, uh, the CDC and FDA issued a joint recommendation for states to halt use of Johnson & Johnson vaccine out of an abundance of caution during an investigation into reports of six rare but serious clotting problems among women. So we have these three vaccines, which we may see India giving approval
0: to. That's interesting. Nidhi, I would like to get you in at this point. The opposition has been asking for emergency approval for all vaccines for a while now, which was even dismissed by some of the members of the ruling party. Then what has changed now? Why now? Uh,
2: So what has changed now, Rachita, is really that uh, the number of cases are increasing. They're actually spiraling out of control in a lot of states. And uh, what is really like we are witnessing a second wave. So that urgency of getting vaccination, you know, the entire exercise adds, you know, there's an urgency added to it. Now, since more and more states are demanding a uh, more number of vaccines and also, you know, expanding the exercise. Now, this age appropriate vaccination has been taken forward by the center. Now, uh, with the growing caseloads, we have that much, you know, supply of vaccines. So the urgency right now has actually made the government open up its approval process. So the increasing caseloads really, and also the demand from states, this shortage, which is being termed as a supply issue by the states, but the center has been saying that it's a planning issue, is really, you know, there is limited supply uh, of vaccines. If we increase our uh, vaccine basket, you know, people will have more choice and, uh, obviously, we will have more vaccines. So this is what has really pushed the government in opening up and expanding its uh, vaccine. Buses.
0: That explains uh, the urgency in this decision. Tina, India, while allowing the COVID-19 vaccines that have been developed and granted emergency use approval in the other countries, has decided to go ahead without bridging clinical trials. Now, what are the risks involved in this from a medical point of view? Because we have been hearing about uh, cases of vaccines resulting in blood clots like you earlier mentioned. So as people who would be taking these vaccines, should we be concerned about
1: something? So conventionally, uh, bridging studies have been mandated for vaccines and drugs uh, to study population specific variations in safety and efficacy. However, in a pandemic situation, credible evidence examined by reliable regulatory agencies in other countries should be accepted to fast-track approvals. It is important to remember that these approvals are granted as an emergency effort to counter the surge. Therefore, Indian regulators have decided to go with the vaccines already approved by uh, reputed regulatory agencies in U.S. and Europe. As for assessment of risk, the vaccine will undergo post-approval bridging studies, meaning uh, that people getting the vaccines will be closely monitored for any adverse event. So does
0: that mean that so the new vaccines will not take off right away? It will be a
1: slow rollout? So we can say uh, that it will be a slow rollout or something. There are a lot of factors that we'll have to pan out and we have to see uh, which includes the pricing, which includes you know these vaccines. Obviously, they have already... Uh, have tied up with uh, other countries so they have their supply issues already going on so we have to see there are a lot of things which will which we'll see in coming days it's not clear yet that makes sense Tina but with uh, you know uh, the rollout uh,
0: of new vaccinations what challenges could we face in terms of logistics storage medical infrastructure give us a sense on that
1: So we can assume uh, that, you know, these relaxations in approval process for vaccines uh, may generate interest from, uh, to start with Moderna and uh, Pfizer. Pfizer had already applied, uh, but they had to withdraw their application because of uh, the same problem of conducting bridging studies. But remember that these vaccines are based on high technology and specifically the Pfizer vaccine needs an extreme cold temperature supply chain. So, that will pose a major challenge. But Pfizer has also said many times before that it has made the right arrangements to keep the stability of the vaccines intact. So, we'll have to see. We've also got a statement from Pfizer which says that they will be in touch with the regulator very soon. So, let's see how it pans out.
0: Here is what VK Paul, member Health at Niti Aayog, said at the press briefing on Tuesday
2: this therefore compresses the timelines and this is a very liberal regulatory step that will increase the access to vaccines that are manufactured in other countries.
0: Nidhi, as far as the challenges are concerned, what are you uh, hearing from the government? I mean, what could be the issues that the government will have to deal with while rolling out uh, the new vaccines?
2: Uh, So, Rachita, the challenges would be many. One would be, uh, you know, the companies are already uh, supplying to other countries and at uh, the given point, uh, everybody has either pre-booked or uh, they are facing a shortage because there are supply constraints with all companies which are already overbooked in a way, supplying to other countries. Now, uh, one is would the companies be able to forge tie-ups with uh, uh, local manufacturers here and Uh, be able to uh, you know tide over all the approvals and supply vaccines to us one is this second is going to be a major issue will be pricing as we saw in the initial part of our vaccination drive that both serum and Bharat Biotech there were very animated discussions with the government very intensive in discussions with the government as to the pricing and till date as uh, the serum institute has maintained that uh, you know these are expensive vaccines that they have manufactured and they are already giving it to uh, india at a very subsidized rate so pricing would be a challenge so would the government be uh, you know talking to the each one of the private manufacturers uh, the companies and the pricing would be specific to the brand, how will they then push it in the public immunization drive as uh, differently priced vaccines? Would that be possible? Because logistically, that would be a nightmare that, you know, if I walk into a private facility and when the standard cap is 150 for the vaccine and 100 rupees for the administration charges, would that be possible that, you know, uh, if if a person says, okay, no, you will get Sputnik so or you will get J&J vaccine, so it will be priced at uh, a little higher because it was more expensive for us so um, I I mean going by the, the previous experience I don't think the government would have differential pricing for different jabs so would the private companies be comfortable in uh, coming to India at uh, you know at 150 rupees a dose kind of a price so that is the major issue that is the major challenge also at the same time if you see uh, there will be some vaccine there could be I'm not saying there will be but there could be some kind of vaccine hesitancy when uh, people get to know that no there have been no bridging trials uh, for these vaccines and they are definitely different from uh, the approval process that the first two vaccines went through so these could be the challenges that we face in the coming months. Very relevant points there Nidhi Uh, but you know Talking about the
0: pricing, has the government given any indication of how much could they cost or with whether they will uh, subsidize the vaccine for people? Is there any statement on that
2: from the government? No, nothing so far, because they will now wait for the companies to come forward. And, uh, you know, as we all know that Sputnik has already tidied over the approval process. But uh, now we're going to wait and see uh, what all companies come forward. How much are the vaccines uh, priced at? What is it? So there will be a lot of to and fro. And uh, that's when uh, we'll get to know. We'll see what the government says then.
0: Tina, what are you hearing from the companies themselves? Because you are in touch with most of these companies. What is their take on the pricing in the Indian market?
1: So, you know, as of now, there is no clarity on the pricing agreed. Uh, The negotiations have just started with Dr. Reddy's uh, as it got uh, recently approved. So these vaccines, the Sputnik vaccine is sold at a range of uh, $10 per dose.
0: Significantly higher than the... uh, vaccines that yes. we are getting right now. And
1: we now. have no clarity on what pricing is discussed for supplies in India. Uh, also, we must know that the initial batches are imported from Russia. And uh, maybe the pricing will iron out or uh, ease out uh, in later days when Sputnik will be made by uh, you know six producers which have already agreed to uh, locally make it. So we will just have to see how it pans out. As of now, we just know that the government says that it would be affordable.
0: What about the supply side of it? Tina, because Pfizer and Moderna have not been able to meet their supply obligations to many countries already. So will they be able to supply to India? Would India be able to secure enough vaccines to vaccinate the entire population?
1: That's what we have to see, Rachita. It's not that easy. Uh, in fact, there are global commitments of companies like, you know, Moderna, Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson. And the prospect of pricing negotiation with Indian government means that it won't come uh, that easy. So we'll have to see how it uh, pans out. It's it's not that easy uh, for these companies also to, you know, to come to India. So we'll see in coming days how uh, it's, uh, though it's uh, like government has given this enabling uh, regulatory provision to enable those foreign-made vaccines which have been approved by credible foreign regulators, but the p condition of uh, having a bridging trial the decision has been taken uh, in order to accelerate uh, the pace of coverage of vaccine but uh, let's see how it uh, happens because uh, i don't uh, see them coming uh, very soon to india i think
0: uh, what you said there was key to this whole discussion that it's an enabling provision so yeah. basically the details of it are yet to be chalked out and uh, how much of what vaccine we are getting is something that we will have to uh, wait and watch, right? So, Tina, have you spoken to Serum Institute or Bharat Biotech? Or uh, is there any uh, update from them? How are they viewing this development?
1: uh, We we know that Serum needed a bridging study uh, and Bharat Biotech needed a full trial in any case. So, uh, any addition to the current vaccination efforts will ease the load for the two vaccine makers. Uh, but we have to wait and watch what happens on the government or private procurement of the vaccines. Also, Serum has other things to worry about. In this case, uh, there is a clotting problem which is already going on. So they are they are obviously worrying about those issues. Just see that you know this will obviously uh, ease a lot of uh, load from these two vaccine manufacturers, which are otherwise trying to ramp up production.
0: Fair enough. Nidhi, just to get a perspective from the government side. Is there a possibility of giving these uh, vaccine manufacturers marketing authorization so that they are, uh, you know, they can freely market the vaccine in the market or the government would continue to control the process? What is the sense you are getting? And by when do we expect vaccination to be open to all? I mean, this is the most important and personal question all of us have right now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> So, um, as far as market use authorization is concerned, see, that looks very unlikely right now. Market use authorization for a vaccine which hasn't gone through the rigors of testing, you know, usually all of us, you know, this is a very oft repeated line by the government that, you know, we are living in extraordinary times and You and I know that extraordinary times means extraordinary measures. So this is exactly why when a vaccine really takes uh, at least a few, three to four years to develop. Right now, we're looking at very uh, uh, approval processes which have been eased. But at the same time, market use authorization means that the government is absolutely sure of its efficacy, of its uh, uh, side effects and can actually allow you to buy off the shelf. That looks very difficult as of now, because these haven't been, you know, the the rigorous process of testing, of uh, going through all uh, phases of trial. These vaccines haven't really gone through that. So that's exactly why, you know, the key is in the name emergency use authorization. So that is exactly why this is emergency. And that is why it is being used under these kind of circumstances. Highly doubt that we can see any market use authorization as of now. Very difficult to know what happens later in, in a, a couple of months down the line. your Another question was what happens when, when does it become available to one and all? Um, the government seems to be following this age appropriate uh, policy, looking at mortality rates, looking at the caseload and everything. So uh, here it seems as if it wants to continue with the age appropriate policy. Um, vaccination strategy where uh, they open up gradually like say they did from 45 with comorbidities then from April 1 all above 45 then the the way the government is going I would think that they would still uh, push the 45 bracket a little lower and say that okay now more younger population but for us to see like all adults getting vaccinated uh, the government has a lot of other you know parameters to look at the supply being a major thing. Also, at the same time, the government has always maintained that we don't need to vaccinate everybody. So we don't, uh, to reach the levels of immunity that we need for is either people get infected or they get vaccinated. So they believe that, you know, say 60% of the population is covered by vaccines. We are really okay
1: yeah just to add to it yes tina you know the aim of vaccination drive according to government is to administer the vaccine to those who need it and not those who want it so they have always maintained that uh you know this is to prevent deaths and protect the healthcare system and the aim is not to administer the vaccine to those who want it so they have always maintained that and i don't think that they are going to open it for uh you know for uh, for everyone in the market very soon.
0: But don't uh, people who want it also need it? I mean, if we need to reach that stage where the pandemic can be controlled. Uh, Tina, give us a perspective. I mean, we've been hearing all sorts of predictions based on the two vaccines that have already been rolled out on by when we will reach that stage where this pandemic can actually be controlled now with these additional vaccines coming in, what is the timeline looking like? I mean, I understand the government's stance, but when can we reach that threshold level where we can confidently say that at least we have been able to curb the spread of pandemic?
1: Uh, Rachita, it's a very uh, difficult question to answer. I think nobody knows uh, about uh, what will happen next. Only thing is that we'll see more vaccines coming in, but still we are not in that comfortable position to open it for all. So we'll have to see, we'll, uh, in coming days, we'll see, uh, Sputnik, then we'll see, uh, maybe like Pfizer, uh, but I don't see, uh, this happening very soon. It will still take some time. Then we'll have Zydus, uh, Cadillac vaccine, which may come in uh, like May or June. So this will ease out, but I don't think that the government is going to open it up for everyone because this will lead to hoarding or this will lead to black marketing and At this stage, government doesn't
0: want uh, it to happen. That's a concern uh, which obviously the government will have to bear in mind before making any move on this. But uh, from what you ladies are saying right now, it's clear that uh, we still have to mask up. We still have to take precautions and uh, we still have to wait for our turn to come. So thank you so much, Nidhi. Thank you so much, Tina. Thanks, Rachita. Thank you, Rachita. India has taken a big step towards getting more vaccines, but a bigger challenge lies in negotiating their prices and getting supply commitments. The country will be in queue for supplies behind those that already have purchase agreements in place with vaccine makers. While the government works out the details and scales up the vaccination program, the only thing we can do is stay safe while we wait. That's all from us for now. I'm Rachita Prasad, and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Shashwat Mohanty and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please do share on social media. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and have a great day.